We've been hearing about the changing publishing world for many years now, about the death of print. Newspapers are shutting their doors. Social media platforms are becoming full-fledged publishers. And even successful media outlets are shifting their content models to keep up. So when I heard that Crane Communications was celebrating their 100th anniversary, I knew I wanted to speak to them and find out how they're staying relevant and continue to grow. Today's guest is the Executive Vice President and Director of Corporate operations at Crane Communications, KC Crane. His name's on the company. Now, KC oversees the technology, knowledge, management, audience development, and digital teams for the entire organization. He's also the group publisher for many of the publications and an active participant in civic business activities. He joins us today to discuss the publishing industry, the success at Crane Communications, and why the company is now involved in the Detroit Journalism Program which I hope to get to at the end of the show. But for right now, please welcome Casey. He's one of the world's most respected business experts, Jeffrey Hazlett. I want to take you behind the scenes on what's happening in business today. And whether you're on Main Street or Wall Street, we're going to find out the secrets behind their success. This is All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett, brought to you by Dunkin' Donuts. Hey, man. Great to have you, KC. You know, but we were chatting before you got on, and there, I know a lot of your family. What's it like being in? You know, it's a it's a big company. You got a great big company, but it's also kind of a Luckily, family. Luckily, it's a big company. Yeah, exactly. But it's also family business too, right? Yeah, absolutely. We're um, we're really lucky. We all get to work together. To your point, though, about it being a big enough company to uh, to be able to house all of us. You can imagine to get a a little complicated if we were all in the same spot. Yeah, well, how many, but I'm just curious, this is a side note, but it's not really what we're here to talk about, but, I mean, how many family members you got in the company? Um, it's actually just my father and my uncle, my brother and myself, and then in the fourth generation, uh, my cousin Candace works uh, works at one of our brands in New York. Oh, fantastic. So there's a the handful of you that are still involved, in it, which I think has got, you, you think it's got a little bit more, um, I don't know what the word I want to use, but you got to pay more attention since it's got your name on it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's that's absolutely true, and yeah. and nobody watches your money like you do, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, because you know, it's like my my son oversees all my TV, radio, book business. My daughter is also one of my television He's got a producers. Got vested interest. Exactly. Right? I say, you screw this yeah. up, it's your name, man. It's your name. <laughs> that's exactly right. So you, you've got some fairly, as I mentioned in the intro, some very big positions in the company. But how did you get in the business? Is this something you wanted to get into? Yeah, you know, it's funny. Um, I, I When I was a little kid, I used to see my dad go to work all the time, and he just loved it. He had so much fun. I mean, granted, he's a total car nut, and um, he had the opportunity to buy automotive news in the 70s. But he was so passionate about it every day, and, and I'd go to – um, you know, kindergarten or, or even uh, early grades, and they say, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I'd say, I want to do what my dad does. What does he do? I don't know, but he's just having a ton of fun. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it, it, it kind of stemmed from that. Um, and my whole life, you know, the, the employees are really an extended family. And so when you grow up in the business and you're going to events and you're going to Christmas parties, um, all of my summer jobs were, were at Crane. Um, we're lucky enough to have uh, a few different offices. So, you know, my, my brother did some internships in Chicago and New York and, you know, my sister as well. Um, so, so really truthfully grew up in the business. Um, and then when I, when I was in college, I couldn't wait to get out. 
still couldn't wait to start working in the business. What did you study in college? I didn't look at that. What did you study? Well, it's funny. I was a communications major, but um, you know, I love telling the story about how I was I was wrapping up uh, my first semester senior year, and I called uh, my dad, you know, just checking in, and he said, you know, you're graduating pretty soon. What do you think you're going to do when you get out of school? I said, well, um, I'd love to come into the family business. And he says, what do you think you could do to help our business? And I said, <laughs> that, well, that had, I, hang on, that had to be like a sphincter moment right there, right? I mean, <laughs> well, it definitely makes you take pause. You, you know, you, you don't assume it's a no-brainer, but you're kind of hoping. You know, you've been working all these summers. You, you proved yourself somewhat. Yeah. Um, but he definitely wasn't going to let me think that that's uh, how it was going. He, his favorite quote is, you know, Henry Ford II's quote of, there's no crown princes at Ford Motor Company. Yeah. Well, and uh, he definitely lived by that himself. So um, after I explained to him what I'd like to do, I remember him saying, no, you know, was, uh, along the sales and marketing end, um, I love cars, you know, consider myself kind of a people person. Yeah. And he said, no, no, no. And there's this long pause. You're going to be a reporter. So, um you know, I finished up school with uh, as many journalism classes as I could, and I went to work as a reporter for Automotive News. Yeah, which is a great start. So it's kind of interesting when I think about cranes, it's kind of like talking about the cranes in publishing world. It's kind of like Trump in real estate. It's a little bit of the same, yeah. you know? Yeah, you know, my, my grandfather was such a, a pioneer early on in the in the B2B space. Mm-hmm. And, you know, luckily Rance had some fantastic ideas on uh, some growth opportunities. And um, and we're talking you know, about Rance, was, Rance Crane, who was the son of G.D. Crane, your uncle. would be your uncle, right? That would be my uncle, yeah. yeah. So it was uh, Chairman G.D. Um, when he passed, uh, my grandmother took over, and, and uh, she had two boys that were in the business as well, Rance and, Rance and Keith. And, you know, they were the ones that really, really grew our business to what it is today. Yeah, and Rance has been a good I I've known, said this many times in, on the show, and, various places around the industry and um i actually was one of the people that actually uh helped put him in the advertising hall of fame and the sales and marketing hall of fame and i'm also a winner of the gd crane award which is uh, named after your grandfather given there's too much incest in this conversation already yeah but you know it's a small world it's a big world but small world i've been in the printing industry for a number of years and you know and, and now in media and you find out it's not as and not as damn big as you think. And you, but you guys are in. Look, look at the things you guys have. You have your crane business. You have you have uh, you know Auto Week, which you just talked about. You have don't you have a golf publication too? Uh, that's a separate um, separate company that Rance has down in okay. Florida, Turnstile. Yeah. Okay. Now we're you know we're really finance, uh, manufacturing, auto, healthcare. Um, yeah, plastic. You know, you pla- don't you have a plastic, and then and then advertising, yep. and then ad age, ad age, which is what you and know, advertising, yeah, ad, advertising marketing. Yeah, which is big, and then used to be to be news, which is now part of ad age, which is good. What you know, but it that that speaks to the change that we've got in the industry, Casey. Let's talk about that because this used to be an old boys, old men's kind of game, publishing, and it's changed right. a lot. Is you know is. You know, I always I'm a biggest believer in print since Gutenberg. I really do love print, even though here I am one of the biggest Twitterers, one of the biggest guys in TV. But I like print still. I love everything well, about shoot. print. It's cool again. Yeah. I mean, look at vinyl. The same thing's happening. Yeah. You know, kids kids are loving it. anything that's old is uh, is cool again. Yeah. Do you, you you think it's still a viable media? You know, so so I get this question a lot. And, sure. You know, it's our 100th anniversary this year, so I've been doing a lot of talking about our business. Yeah. Um, and the important thing, is, you know, before we even start talking about it, is to think about the difference between B2B and consumer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're, we're really fortunate, and I tell folks all the time, you know, I thank God that my grandfather never got into the daily news business 
um, because for a while there, it really was a commodity business. You know, for us, we serve audiences, we serve communities, and we really want to play a different role. Um, we want to we want to be that platform that you associate with nonstop throughout the day. You know, we we always talk about the the social media for B two B. You know, that's the role we want to play. Whether it's you know it, we're, we're device agnostic. You know, we're talking about a face to face events. We're talking about print. So for us, it's everything. You know, print isn't playing that role that it once did. It's a small piece of a much bigger role and, and a much bigger conversation we're having with our with our audiences. Well, that, that, that gets to the value of what you want to do, which I think is good. I, I was sitting, I just wrote a note as you were saying that because I always try to jot down, I think, what I think are keepers. That, that would be one of them. You know, you're trying to be more valuable, not just one thing, not just a print mag, not just this, not the industry uh, trade pub, but it's really about being something that you can use throughout the day and be the place to go. Well, I mean, when you type, when you think about the changing world of publishing industry, I mean, how are you mm-hmm. guys, how are you guys, you know, a hundred years, how are you changing it, making, how, how are you as one of the new guys, you know, bringing that forward? Well, you know, we're, I'm lucky too. I mean, it, this is, this is my 15th anniversary with the company. Um, so I've been right in the in the heat of all this. Sure. You know, I was one of the first employees um, for in our new media department uh, when we were in our old office down by the river in Detroit. Um, but you know, my brother and I um, are having so much fun because there's so many new opportunities. Um, again, we've had a little a little um, longer opportunity with print because it is B two B. We are sure. serving a a different environment and. Um, you know, I think for those people, they've got a different relationship with print than you would with a traditional consumer magazine. Um, but, you know, there's, you know, when we look at it, uh, we're just trying to kind of finish the loop when it comes to, to these audiences. Um, so, you know, we, we slowly built out uh, web platforms. We built out mobile sites. We built out tablet apps. We built out, um, you know, video channels and, and everything everybody else is doing. But you know, the lucky thing for us, we've got two um, opportunities. One, we publish Advertising Age. And Advertising Age, as you know, is the Bible for advertising, marketing, and technology. So yeah. we get, you know, firsthand looks and access to all these folks that are, you know, on that what I call the bleeding edge. And, you know, I don't envy any of those consumer publishers that, you know, day in and day out, they've got to be changing their model to make sure, you know, they're on the forefront and coming up with new revenue models you know, every second. I always tell our folks, we don't need to be bleeding edge, but we do need to be on this side of cutting edge. And so that's what we've been focusing on, is how to create better products to, to serve our audiences. Um, you know, and a lot of it comes to, um, you know, lead gen and email marketing. Um, but, you know, for us, uh, what worked 100 years ago on the content side still works. And, you know, we invest and we're able to invest more than the other guys in our editorial content. And, you know, we've got a great reputation for um, our editorial ethics. And, and I think that's served us well then. And it's really serving us well now. Now the trick is how do you engage in the audiences? How do you how do you serve these people better, provide a better marketing opportunity for the advertisers and, you know, an absolute top notch uh, experience for your audience? I'm going to get into that advertiser question and how you how you bridge the gap between advertising and and journalism because I think those things are blending. But let me take a break because I you know you mentioned Kane's uh, Crane is uh, communications celebrating your hundredth anniversary, which is congratulations. But another company with a big history is our sponsor Duncan. And a little trivia for you: back in the company's early days, they sold a cup of coffee 
for only 10 cents when they first got started. Today, it's going to cost you a little bit more than that, but don't let it stop you from stopping in and getting your favorite blend for me, double espresso, maybe a quad. I like. I had a quad this morning. had to get me going. So whether you're an entrepreneur, um, you know, hey, a publisher like the big KC here, or the CEO, Duncan's there for you, so don't forget America and all business with Jeffrey Hizzle runs on Duncan. Are you a coffee drinker, KC? I am a coffee drinker. What do you drink? How do you drink it? Well, you know, um, I married a Canadian, so I've been turned down to Tim Hortons. Oh, Tim Hortons. Oh, Tim the, Hortons. Yeah, yeah. Well, those guys are invading, uh, invading from Canada. They got, they do have a good, they have a decent little sandwich. They have some good sandwiches. So they have some good sandwiches. Yeah. Um, you know, you mentioned Dunkin'. I, I, they're on my route to work as well. So um, I've got a guy who works with me who, who actually commutes over from Windsor. So if he comes over, he'll bring the good stuff. It's a different Tim Hortons in Canada than it is here. Yeah, it well, the, can, yeah, there are a lot of different tastes are different for uh, across the border. We think like you know, Canada's like America's hat, you know, but it's not. <laughs> uh, yeah. don't. Hey, I won't hey, tell my wife you said that. Yeah, but, yeah. Hey, by the way, send all those tweets over to KC, even though I said it. Yeah. Send them to him. No. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, what you mentioned before about advertising, because you, you know, obviously you're paying attention to the advertisers because that's the bread and butter, but you got to pay attention to the, the subscribers. If you, if you don't have subscribers, you don't have, you don't have advertisers and vice versa. But how do you, how do you bridge the gap between sometimes in the, in writing of the news, you got to say some bad stuff about some of the people that you're, you know, that are spending money with you. How do you bridge yeah, that? You know, well, for us, I, I feel like that's the easy part. Um, mm-hmm. You know, my my wife, when we first got married, she used to always have a tough time because we'd go into some uh, event somewhere and she'd say, okay, now who's mad at us? You know, I mean, who who's going give, <laughs> to be giving us the dirty look? And what you got to understand is, and I learned this at an early age, um, you know, we we are completely fair and balanced on everything we cover. And, yeah, but how, you know, we can like, sleep very well at night. Why do you say that? I mean, how do you know that? How do I know that? Yeah, how do you know Because that? if we're not, I hear about it. Oh, okay. Because it, you should have everybody kind of pissed at you all the time, basically, right? Yeah. Well, it, it happens. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. And the funny thing is, you know, everybody always thinks you're taking it easy on the other guy. Yeah, they always so, do. Oh, know, it, I, I get that a, in media all the time. They think you didn't, you weren't oh. hard enough. For, and then the guys that I have in the hot seat are thinking I'm too damn hard. So, so all we can do is play it down the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, nobody likes, nobody likes unflattering coverage. But we report facts. You know, we're not sensationalists. We're not spinners. Um, we're reporting the facts, and if they happen to be negative, you know, hopefully you guys will figure out a way to come out of it, and there'll be some positive news to follow. But on the advertising side, you know, I was just interviewing a guy who said, you know, what do you guys do when somebody gets pissed off and cancel your business? And I said, that just happened to us. You know, last year we had a big advertiser. We wrote a story. They didn't like it. They canceled our business. And he said, so what did the editor say? I said, they never knew about it. Yeah, and his head kind of exploded. He said, "What do you mean they didn't know about?" I said, "Of course, you know. I mean, we're we're that's another another thing that we're fortunate to be able to do um, is keep that church and state. You know, that wall is strong and alive in our business. Um, it doesn't mean there's not communication, but you know, we're we're really proud of the fact that um, that we can keep that divide still. Yeah, we keep it separate. I mean, I have that on the television shows all the time. People say, "Well, geez, we want to see this or we want to see it before you put it out." No, you're not. Hey, well, we're, Jeff, yeah. we, we give you a, a $2 million a year, or, or we sponsor your podcast, or we do this, or whatever. Yeah, no, that's I'm, not how it works. That, hey, I say, I don't give a crap if you do. I mean, I, I'm going to yeah. say what I say. That's what makes you... That's but, it's, what, but it's not easy for folks. You know, I mean, yeah. they're, they're they're especially, you know, at the higher-ups, um, you know, they're always used to being in control. You know, they want to try and manage everything. 
Um, but I like to think that, you know, with us, they know that, again, it's going to be a fair story. Um, and we try as best we can just to play it down the middle. Yeah. Hey, how about social media? How's that played a role in the change? Both, you know, Facebook and Snapchat have kind of their own publisher platforms. You, you, LinkedIn does as well. Do you see any yeah. of that as the future? Or what, how do you see that fitting in? You know, the, absolutely. I mean, it, it, it's the current, it's a, a little bit of the past, and it's definitely the future. Um, for us, you know, maybe 10 years ago, we had a tough time um, getting our folks to embrace the change. But now, you know, they see such a benefit. You know, we get a, a bunch of traffic from social. Um, you know, I think the hardest thing for us was realizing different content for different platforms. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the, the testing and, and the tweaking of the content, um, you know, pays off benefits when you can start to get good yeah, at it. Yeah, I mean, so what's better? I mean, look, you've got like uh, Ad Age, Television Week, uh, Automotive News, Auto Week. You've even got, I think, the European rubber journal that's got to be a huge freaking deal right there right i mean everyone's just yeah, so that. huge yeah absolutely <laughs> no, you don't have a subscription no i your I, I, technology come on man damn i'm missing out right there um but anyway which i mean which platforms were for, for which ones i mean is, plastics it, my man it's the future plastics. so it depends i mean that that's the other piece of this is um, I'm laughing because you know, it, of that it, 50s reference right there, dude. And nobody, there you go. Nobody's going to remember that, but that was good. That was awesome. All right, go ahead. Um, I'm sorry. No, so if you just look at, I mean, you just went by industry, okay? Yeah. So, you know, a, a tire dealer is going to consume media differently than the CEO of Twitter, right? So we've sure. got the entire spectrum um, that we get to work with. So. Um, you know, advertisers on uh, on automotive news are going to be way more sophisticated, and they'll let you do cool things with mobile. Whereas, you know, Plastics News, which is still a big business for us, um, they might not have the same sophistication either right. on the consumption side or the advertising side. Right. Um, so, so we've got an opportunity. Um, you know, we've been we've been just in the last couple of years really focused on you know creating platforms like you know responsive design. Um, new mobile advertising platforms so that we can, you know, push them out with an automotive news and ad age, a crane Chicago business, and then kind of feed them into the rest of the brands as their audiences are ready. Is they're ready. And it has nothing to do with sophistication in the market, I guess, or maybe it does a little bit, but it does, you know, these aren't stupid people. It's just how their behavior is different, right? I mean, exactly yeah. right. Yeah. It consumption of media. I mean, people, every single person consumes media differently. Mm -hmm. Some people are you know, nuts about waking up and checking social feeds to see what's going on. Others have their favorite websites. Others, you know, go to a newsstand. Um, you know, believe it or not, some people are still on, on PC. I mean, what's interesting is when you start looking at the trends across all the different devices and how people are interacting with you, um, and then you look at the times of day and the curves. I mean, it's fascinating. Everybody's yeah, it, different. It is because, you know, I've owned, I've actually owned magazines as well. I've owned uh, newsletters, industry newsletters. And I had one that was a fax newsletter. I mean, and then we went from fax to back to print. Uh, way, way. The back. Blitz fax. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, you know, in just this last week or so, Mashable made a major announcement about the shifting content to better fit today's digital culture. So how are you how are you making the shift? You know, what sort of trends are you seeing for content? Well, you you know, I mean, we've been doing it now for quite a while. Mm -hmm. um, so what you got to do is really pay attention to how they're interacting because, you know, responsive design is one thing, but even responsive still isn't going to be the same kind of experience. And we have to assume that as they're going, so the average person is online, I think, 10 or 11 hours a day. 
and you have to assume they're going from fantastic web experiences to some not so good ones. So we have to make sure that all of our content packages look and feel as good as every other experience out there. So, you know, not only does it have to be great content, but it's got to be packaged the right way for the right device at the right time Mm -hmm. um, for the right audience. So you, it's kind of a, a flowing thing that you just constantly have to monitor. So how do you let me get which let's just take ad uh, Auto Week, all right? How do you how do you um, let's do automotive news? Auto oh, Week are right, our one consumer publication. Let's do that. Yeah. Let's, yeah, that's better one. That's a better one to do. So automotive news. How do you consume it? Uh, how do I personally consume yeah, it? Yeah, you. I'm just you mean curious. when I'm finished putting it to bed on late on Friday night yeah. and I see the first issue on Saturday? Yeah. That's not typical. But, but you know, I'll give you an example. Um, Roger Penske is a, a big car dealer. I know, Roger. I used, to spo- I used to sponsor his cars. I sponsored well, both there his, you go. I sponsored his Indy cars, um, and I sponsored um, uh, Kurt Busch. Kurt Busch and Ryan Newman, both. I sponsored both of those guys when I was the chief marketing officer at Kodak. So I know Roger really well, and I know his CMO very well. So Roger loves automotive news, mm-hmm. lives, breathes. I mean, he, he's not going to go into a meeting without seeing what's going on. Roger, every Monday morning, has a cup of coffee, reads the print version of, of automotive news, has it FedExed from our printer to his office, gets automotive news, and, and digests it that way. He's also manic about our breaking news and our daily emails. Mm-hmm. So, you know, throughout his day, he wants to know what's going on. He's just always paying attention to his breaking, breaking news and daily emails. Now, he won't spend a lot of time because he's running around like a, like a madman. Um, he's not going to spend a lot of time sitting at his desk on a PC looking at automotive news. Right. We have a beautiful site. You know, there's all the content there. You know, so much rich content, video, everything you could ever imagine. Now, his son, if you ask Roger Jr., um, you know, he'll say, oh, you still have a print product. <laughs> you know, he has no interest. Uh, it's just not the way he consumes it. He's on, but he'll tell you he's on Automotive News, you know, eight to ten times a day. On his phone, probably. On his phone. Yeah. You know, even if he's running into a meeting, he'll, he'll look on his PC. Um, you know, he's got the, the tablet version. So, you know, again, it's just going to be per person, um, and it's up to us to, to just stay on top of it. We've got two, you know, video, um, we call them TV shows, but they're really, really, really video podcasts that we shoot here in the studio, one in the morning, one in the afternoon. And, you know, it's amazing how many people digest that content. Yeah. Uh, from from all so, different devices. Hey, well, by the way, isn't Roger, isn't Roger Pinsky one of the classiest guys you've ever known? Maybe ever. Yeah. He, he just yeah I mean for well, what he does for the automotive industry in motorsports um, the same way he conducts himself in business what he's done for the city of Detroit you know from the Super Bowl to his involvement now I mean he just you know we've got a big M1 rail um, going into the city of Detroit and they just opened the new Q line Penske Tech Center yesterday uh-huh. I and mean, the guy is in everything and and one of the most generous and I mean, just fantastic people, and, and just down to earth, classy guys. I mean, but plus, if you know anything about his business, I mean, he, he is sitting on the roof of the race uh, track with a pair of binoculars, calling down. Oh, to he's the, in the box. Are you yeah. kidding me? Yeah. No, no. I've seen him up. I've been upstairs with him in in uh, on top of uh, Daytona. Oh, on, on the, the stands. Yeah, 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 yeah. On the roof as a spotter. Yeah, as a spotter, and he's got his plane. Okay, circling the air or circling the track 20, 30 miles out in case it might rain to give rain reports so that they can be down to the lap of when they do a pit stop. I mean, that's 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 detailed to business, dude. 
And that's that's a whole other level. Yeah. Well, speaking about details, yeah. let's talk about Liberty Tax. You know, a, a tax season is over, but it's always tax season. And I love Liberty Tax. These guys are great people. I love the leadership. John Hewitt, Martha, um, who's the chief marketing officer, the, the whole leadership of that team. And I love the franchise. I get a chance to get to know them. And one of their fastest growing retail tax preparation, they have 4,000 offices across North America. So if you need your taxes done, go get them. But if, even if you don't uh, and you're looking to do an investment, you know, I've been talking to these guys maybe about opening up another office somewhere else that I have something to look forward to in my my later years. So if you're looking to get into business, add another service to your business, or you need great tax prep services, look to Liberty. You know who they are. They're the guys out waving on the street. So I'm sure you've seen a few of those waivers up in Detroit because I know they're big in Detroit. Absolutely. I see them out there in the little green suits. Exactly. It's, it's, it's kind of fun to watch those guys. How, how, how do you stay relevant? I mean, you, you, you know, you got to be so up on, you know, the auto, automotive news and the other things you're doing, but how do you stay relevant across the board? What do you do? You know, like every day I, I like pick up three newspapers. I have a certain number of websites I go to. I subscribe to a couple of services that pop stuff on my phone. How do you stay relevant, Casey? Well, the nice thing is we've got hundreds of journalists in this building, so there's a lot of buzz happening all the time, uh, which helps. But, you know, um, if you look across the industries, again, we've got experts in uh, finance and manufacturing. So so just staying up on all of our own stuff. You know, I get a, a daily newsletter from all of the brands. I You know, obviously I get all of their breaking news, so that helps a ton. I'm a big social junkie. Um, you know, just fascinated by social media, fascinated and scared a little bit yeah. <laughs> by what it's doing uh, to all of us. Um, you know, I do get, I do see uh, some print newspapers every now and again. Um, but, you know, when you're just dialed in, it's coming at you from all directions. So yeah. between social, between our own content, um, and if you go to some general news sites, you can, you can, you know, stay on top of everything. Yeah, even and, with and the news. I mean, yeah, even with the yeah. newspapers, I only look at certain sections just because that's, I just don't have so much time to be able to consume that stuff and, and to run yeah. with it. And then it's, it's really talking to people, you know, we're next week, we're out in LA, um, hosting our LA marketing seminar for automotive news and, you know, we'll have lunch for a thousand people and that's how you stay relevant. You know, yeah. it's, it's yeah. conversations with these folks that are in the mud every day, grinding it out and you hear trends and and what people's issues are and, uh, you know, where things are going. So um, a lot of it's just being out in the market. You know, so when I look at Crane, on the, especially on the business side, it's been a place in all the, the, the pubs you have, it's been a place for C-suite executives to get breaking news. So what, what are some of the new ideas you're doing to bring to the table to make sure that that stays the norm? On the breaking news side or just yeah. content in general? Yeah, both. I, let's look at both. I mean, content's content, and, and there's a lot. I think we're consuming more content than ever before, um, but also breaking news. There's so many different places to go look. Yeah, well, we you know we have a really unique relationship with, with our verticals. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you think, again, if you talk about advertising age or you're talking about investment news or automotive news, um, you know, we are hopefully your one source for everything that's going on in that vertical. Um, you know, what's more interesting is when you talk to other people about how they stay relevant, if you're across several different industries, if you're in auto, I think it's pretty easy. You just stay on top of automotive news. And if we're doing our job, you know, we'll make sure to stay on top of it, but we're pounding our guys all the time. I mean, breaking news is where it's at. Um, you know, by the, uh, a minute, 
you know, 30 seconds can make a big difference when, when big news stories come out. Yeah. So, you know, our newsrooms are very focused. Um, we have traditional newsrooms. I mean, our guys are in there. They're working phones, uh, working their sources. And, you know, we scoops, we still believe a lot in scoops. I mean, that's what it's all about. So you've got you got cranes Chicago, Cleveland, Detroit, New York. Is it going to be a, a move to, to to expand those? Was that a setup, or did you see our press release last? No, week? no I didn't see it. No, I didn't. No, all I'm, right. I, I I I'm pretty good on catching up on stuff, but maybe I missed something. So if you're sitting in front of a computer, go to cranes.com. Okay. And you'll see that uh, a week ago we just launched cranes into 31 new cities. See, I didn't. No, I, I I gotta tell you, I missed it. So now that was I know. the perfect softball lead-in. Yeah, so, I, I usually don't. By the way, I'm usually not a softball kind of guy, as you can well t- attest. But that's good. <laughs> so one of the big issues with legacy companies, as you know, is data. Yeah. And every single one of our verticals had data in all these different places. And as the business got uh, more sophisticated, you had more data silos. So if it's you know click share, or if it's uh, subscription, or if it's uh, event registration. You know, you can imagine we ended up with uh, dozens of data warehouses. We had to figure out how to build a, a you know, pretty sophisticated uh, CRM platform so we could take a look at it. I couldn't tell if you were an ad age subscriber and went to an automotive news event. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you can sure. imagine yeah. that when you're talking about a 360-degree view of your customers, people that start business now say, what are you talking about? You know, you build your CRM and, and you build a business around it. Well, when you're a 100-year-old business, you've got data everywhere. So we had a painstaking process over the last couple of years building this thing out. But one of the first things that we realized is we've got a whole lot of qualified people all over the country. Yeah. So one of the things we were able to do that nobody else could is retarget these folks and say, okay, you're a subscriber to Automotive News in Nashville. Um, we're starting Cranes Nashville. Do you mind if we send you a Cranes Nashville for free? Yeah, sure. And, you know, hopefully they say, yeah, I love those guys. Well, yeah, sure, they you know, sure, I'll try it out. Yeah, sure. And, they they've already drank, know, the, the, opt- they drank the Kool-Aid on one side. Wouldn't they drink it again? So it's a different model for us. You know, we're not going in, uh, you know, the way my, my father and uncle used to with, you know, uh, a big office and, and uh, you know, full teams of people. Um, but, you know, we put in some technology that allows us to use – you know, crane content, national content, local content, um, and do some pretty cool um, uh, aggregation and create these awesome emails. And I hope, hopefully you'll sign up for a couple of them um, or, or send them to your pals, whether it's, you know, Orlando or Nashville or, or San Francisco. But, you know, all of a sudden we, we were able to identify these new pools of folks um, and, and it truly put us on a national scale. So now we can go to a lot of the marketers that, that when you had just Chicago, Cleveland, Detroit, New York, you know, we dropped out of the conversation pretty quickly. Well, a lot of our C-suite, you know, we have a network of our C-suite network, about a million and a half uh, C-suite executives. So, they, yeah, they're going to be interested. Are you buying up any of the assets in those in those cities? You know, we're not. Um, we've partnered with a couple out of the gate. Mm-hmm. You know, we've, we've got some long relationships um, with some of the AABP members. Um, in a few of the markets, and um, we're open to you know dialogue with anybody. That's the fun thing is we just kind of wanted to get in and and um, you know see how this thing plays out. Is it all going to be digital, or is there going to be any print versions of the? We don't know yet. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the fun thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the the take rate, you know, right out of the gate, we we launched the first nine in October of last year, um, and the engagement has been just fantastic. Um, 
And so, you know, to see some of the audiences um, growing, you know, as quickly as they are, we can tell that there's some news gaps in some of these markets. So, you know, I can definitely see a day where, um, you know, we, we bolster the team a little bit and, and figure out how to do a print. Well, it's kind uh, of interesting to there. even see, though, on the digital side, you know what's trending. So you know what to push and what's hot. That's I, Which I don't think you have the aspect of that on the print version, but you do on the digital side, so it's more real time. The, um, right. Well, let me ask you, Casey. I mean, I, I know we're running out of time, but I, I think it's an important one. Why the hell are you guys expanding when everybody else seems to be cutting back? Um, well, it's again, it's just different. You know, I mean, the the B two B thing, we just love it. We've been in this space for a really long time. Um, you know, and I wouldn't say that everybody in B two B is cutting back. You know, I mean, there's yeah. some some terrific franchises out there. But one thing that we were able to do that put us in an advantage is because we had so many different uh, verticals, we could really invest in in some of the technology, you know, whether it's CRM, CMS. I mean, right now we're in the process of building out a whole new content management system that, you know, I think somebody that had one or two brands, they just couldn't do it. So we've been able to use our scale, create some efficiency, and really put some cool platforms under these businesses and, you know, these brands like, like Pensions and Investments, I mean, we just bought a new trade show in the Netherlands, um, expanding into Africa. So, you know, there's tons of opportunity around the globe, just, you know, not just in the U.S. with these uh, with the Crane National product. Um, but, you know, we're looking for bolt-on opportunities for these brands constantly. We launched a new fixed ops journal in print for Automotive News in January. We launched uh, Automotive News Canada in March. So, um you know, we're really seeing some pretty exciting opportunities. That's awesome. Let me take another break. I want to talk about SaneBox. I love this company, SaneBox, S-A-N-E, Box. You know, a number one complaint of business executives, everyone I talk about is too much email, but I love getting emails from these guys because let me tell you why. I, I've had this problem for years until I had SaneBox, and so it frees up hours a day by knowing what emails are important to me. It takes a couple of days and after a couple of days, it starts putting them in different folders for me. It segregates them, and then I put reminders. So I add two hours, one day, three weeks, one month, whatever I want, and it pops back in my email if the person hasn't responded back. So it's it's my way of managing all the emails that I've got and managing my to-do list. And so you can find out more uh, about this tool. Uh, every executive I know I'm, I'm like a, I'm, I'm like a jihad on this thing. I'm like an evangelist for this thing. You go to www.sanebox.com forward slash Hazlet. That's my name, H-A-Y-Z-L-E-T-T, and you'll find out more. I'm telling you, sign up for this sucker. It's it's a great, great tool. Hey, I want to give you a chance, KC, because we're at the end, um, to do like a shameless plug. Plug anything you want to plug. I mean, you've done a pretty good job already, but but I want to give you a chance to, you know, it's like Henry Kissinger. What questions do you have for my answers? You've done a great job there. But what, what I didn't even mean to set you up on that other thing, but we did, uh, which is awesome. Uh, just tells you the uniqueness of these interviews. But if you want to push a charity, you want to push a uh, publication, you want to push uh, your kids, What I don't care. What, what would you, I'll give you a shameless plug. Well, you know what? I'd just like to take one minute to talk about, and it's not so much a plug um, as it is just a, a quick kudos to my team. You know, we did a partnership this year with Michigan State's journalism program, and we worked with them and 12 high schools in the city of Detroit um, with about 200 kids, and we created a new product called The Dialogue, um, and it's a new newspaper. And um, the the folks from MSU, you know, they're fantastic professors and a bunch of our editors worked with these kids um, and are still working with them. 
and it has been one of the best partnerships we've ever done. Um, and I just really appreciate that everything uh, the folks at Crane Detroit and Automotive News and Plastics News, um, along with the professors at Michigan State, have done to help these kids learn about journalism. And, um, you know, it's, it's, you know, maybe not the sexiest field when everyone's been talking about STEM. Um, but yeah. for us, you know, it, it's really important, um, and we're really, really proud of this uh, partnership. That's really cool. It gets the heart and soul of what Crane's about, I think. And I think the other piece of it is we need good journalists. I'm not a trained journalist, but I think we need people who ask tough questions, hard questions, and get to the heart of the matter. Because you know what? This All this digital media has changed a lot of the stuff, and it's great to see you supporting some budding writers, photographers, and journalists, which is uh, hats off to you for that. And thanks so very much for joining me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Anytime, Jeff. Thanks so much. Come back and check in, and uh, we always got fun stuff to talk about. All right. Cheers. Taking you behind the scenes of what's happening in the business world, Jeffrey Hazlett hosts All Business, brought to you by Dunkin' Donuts. Hey, at the end of every single show, I like to talk about, um, hey, things I learned. It was a great conversation, first of all. I always enjoy that. I like conversations where I get to know people. And, of course, uh, you you know or knew from the conversation I've got a little bit of family history there with uh, his uncle and even his great, what is it, would it be his grandfather, I guess, yeah, or great-grandfather, I guess his grandfather. Well, anyway, I forget all the time. But uh, I tell you what I really learned is that Prince not dead, still trusted medium, but you have to make sure that you're nonstop in making sure that you're updating the product. You know, he said you have to be a trusted source and I thought that was kind of interesting, but they have to do it throughout the day. used to be you could do a magazine every week, and that was okay, or every two weeks or every three weeks. And you can't do that with technology and the fast pace of business today. So they've had to adapt to develop new products and take the things that they've learned from the, the old publishing way of publishing on print and make it more electronic. And we're certainly doing that right here on All Business. I do that with my C-Suite TV shows on C-Suite TV, and uh, you learned it here. And the other thing I thought was really interesting, you know, was when he called up and said, hey, I'm ready to start to work. And he said, what do you mean? Why should I hire you? (laughs) Never take stuff for granted. Even if you're working for your family, you got to earn it. So I appreciate it right here, and I'm earning your trust and earning your uh, listenership. So keep tuning in. I appreciate that. Download us and tell other friends to download us. I beg of you, okay? That's how we get bigger is by the word of mouth of you telling somebody else, Hey, have you listened to All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett, which is right here on Play.it and on iTunes. Thanks so much. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.